You're listening to Homebound for Adventure, helping O&M students stay connected and engaged while quarantined. My name is Tracy, and I'm your host. Hey, hey, welcome back. This is episode four of Homebound for Adventure, where in every episode we explore how to develop and maintain exciting O&M skills even when you're stuck at home. Well, what a week it has been. We gained 12 new listeners this week, which is a new all-time high record. Join me in welcoming Phoenix from University Place, Sophia in Auburn, Katrina on Camino Island, Addie in Toodle, Lori, Cole, Michael, Tori, Megan, and Bella from here in Vancouver, Washington, and Lauren and Allison all the way over in Virginia. Welcome all, and thank you for listening and, of course, contributing. And if you are just tuning in to Homebound for Adventure for the very first time, welcome and thanks for stopping by. But I would suggest going back to episodes 1, 2, and 3 first. Each week, I build upon concepts taught in the previous episodes, meaning if you don't go back to listen to them in order, you might miss something important. It's kind of like watching a movie one hour after it started. Yeah, some parts of it might make sense, but not all of it. It's always better to start at the beginning when you're watching, listening, or learning something new. That said, let's review a tiny bit of what we talked about last week. Because this week's topic is... Measurements and Maps... Part two. Sorry, it's not a very exciting title, but it works, right? Okay, so last week we talked about measurements and maps. Remember? The M&Ms of O&M. We talked about measuring distance in small spaces like bedrooms. When you're learning the layout of a small space like a bedroom, Counting how many steps it takes to walk around is a pretty good way to measure distance. Remember when I gave the example of walking to my bed to my bedroom door? The distance between my bed and my bedroom door was three steps, which is a type of measurement. And a map is a reference tool that helps you with traveling in a certain environment. Remember? Maps give you an idea of your surroundings and where certain landmarks are located, so you know if you need to go straight or turn left or turn right to find them. Last week, you were all given the challenge of creating a map of a room within your house, and I did receive videos and pictures of so many incredible maps. Zoe, Charles, Michael, Micah, and Bella, you've just earned yourselves each an imaginary gold star. For those of you who didn't get the chance to make a map, that's okay. You'll have a chance this week, too. Hey Siri, do you like M&Ms? Well, I don't eat, so I can't say I've tried (laughs) M&Ms. No Siri, I wasn't talking about that kind of M&Ms. Measurements and maps. Weren't you listening to what I just said? Oh, did I forget to mention that we have our very first guest on today's show? Yep, it's none other than... Siri, the robot voice that lives inside my phone. (laughs) Have you heard of Siri? Or maybe something similar, like Alexa? Yeah, okay, so I know Siri isn't a real voice, and technically, she doesn't live anywhere. 
but it is nice to know that I can ask questions into my phone, and most of the time, I get some pretty good answers. So for today's episode, we'll be using Siri to help us out with a few things. Ready, everyone? Ready, Siri? I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? Okay, ready or not, here we come. So last week, we talked about measurements and maps on a very small scale. So this week, we're going big. Bigger than big, actually. Hey Siri, what is the biggest thing in the universe? Scientists say an enormous amoeba-like structure made up of galaxies and large bubbles of gas is the largest known object in the universe. Hmm, well, that's a little too big. Never mind, Siri. We might need your help a little bit later. All right, everyone. In order to think big, we must start small. So, let's go back to thinking about our bedrooms for a minute. If you're in your home, you could even go stand in your bedroom if you'd like. Now, most likely, your bedroom probably has four main walls. We know what's on the inside of those four walls based on those amazing maps that were sent to me this past week. But what's on the other side of those walls? If you have a window on one of your bedroom walls, go stand next to it now. Can you see through it? If not, can you open it and hear what's outside? I am currently in my bedroom. I am looking towards the wall that has my window. If I look outside, I see a fence. And what's on the other side of that fence? A person's house. And what's on the other side of that person's house? A street. And what's past the street? Another house. And what's past that house? A school. Get the idea? Now, I can't see with my eyes past the fence that's outside my window, but I know what's on the other side of it because I am very familiar with my neighborhood or the area of town that I live in. I know where the streets are in my neighborhood. I know where the houses are. I know where the schools and the stores and the parks are too. How do you remember what's in your neighborhood? Can you picture what's on the other side of all four of your bedroom walls? Keep thinking further and further out until you can name some big landmarks in your neighborhood. Here are the landmarks that I can come up with. If I'm standing in the middle of my bedroom and I point towards the wall with my window, I am pointing towards the school, even though it's about a five minute walk away and I can't even see it from my window. If I point towards the wall with my door, opposite from my window, I am pointing towards the Columbia River. If I point towards the wall that has my bed near it, I am pointing towards a Dairy Queen. And lastly, if I point my finger towards the opposite wall, I am pointing towards a nearby park. Make sense? Okay, good, because here is where your challenge comes in. Have you ever heard of cardinal directions? Cardinal simply means very important. Why are cardinal directions considered very important? Because they are very important for helping you not get lost. And what are they exactly? Well, it's hard to explain, but basically, they are names for the different directions your body can face when you're sitting or standing upright. 
Those directions are north, east, south, and west. Cardinal directions are usually written on maps. The four edges of a map are associated with the four cardinal directions. So let's say a new neighbor moves in across the street from me. So both houses are facing each other. She calls me up one day and says, Hey Tracy, I'm really craving a milkshake right now. Is there a place you know of nearby where I can get a milkshake for takeout? And after some thinking, I reply, Of course! There's a Dairy Queen that's really close by. Just leave your house, turn right, and you'll find it just after a couple minutes. Well, about 20 minutes goes by, and I get a phone call from my neighbor. And she's upset. Can you imagine why? She thinks I gave her the wrong directions. Oh, but I know I didn't. She walked out of her house, turned right, and never found the Dairy Queen. So what went wrong? Hmm. If you know anything about left and right, you might know that when two people are facing each other, their rights and their lefts are different. Try it for yourself. Stand in front of someone, and on the count of three, both lift up your right hand. Hmm, funny how that is, isn't it? But what if I gave my neighbor the direction to go west instead of the direction to go right. What would happen then? You see, cardinal directions, whether north, east, south, or west, don't depend on which direction you are facing before you start walking. As long as the Dairy Queen is a landmark, the Dairy Queen will always be west of my house and west of my neighbor's house. So, Remember how I said to point to each of the walls in your bedroom and to name the different landmarks in your neighborhood that are on the other side of your walls? Well, now I want you to label each of the walls in your bedroom with a cardinal direction. But make sure it's accurate. I'm sure someone in your home has a compass or even a phone with a compass app. Wondering what a compass is? It's just a fun tool that tells you which cardinal direction you are facing. Play around with a compass in your bedroom and see what wall is the north wall, which wall is the east wall, which one is the south, and which one is the west. And another bonus idea for all you older listeners, tell me if you can label the corners of your bedroom as well. What is the distance between my home and the nearest Dairy Queen? Dairy Queen is less than a half mile from home by car. Hmm, less than half a mile. I can manage walking that. And I should know, because I do walk to Dairy Queen quite a lot. A half a mile should only take me about eight minutes. Hey Siri, what is the distance between Vancouver, Washington and Portland, Oregon? Portland is about nine miles from Vancouver by car. Wow, well, not too bad, but too far for me to walk. Maybe I could bike it, though. Hey Siri, what is the distance between Vancouver, Washington and Orlando, Florida? Orlando is about 3,039 miles from Vancouver by car. What? No way! I'm not walking that route. So the point of asking Siri all these questions 
is to give you a better idea of longer distances. Yeah, we can measure short distances in steps, but if the route that you're taking is longer than just five or 10 steps, it's probably a better idea to measure in feet or miles. If you're wondering how long one foot is, and no, I'm not talking about the feet inside your shoes. A foot is the size of one ruler. That is 12 inches. Hey Siri, how many feet are in one mile? It's 5,280 feet. Wow, that's huge. Over 5,000 feet can fit into one mile? And how many miles was it to Orlando again? Over 3,000? I am going crazy over here thinking about all these large numbers. It sure is a big, big world out there. But when it comes to O&M, don't get too caught up in things. Just focus on learning one route at a time and you'll be just fine. And there's the Trivia Tiger, back again for another round of some terrific trivia. Curious about last week's questions though? Let's go over them real quick. Question one was, what is a masking sound? So many of you answered that one correctly. I was really impressed. Great job to Zoe, Charles, Angel, and Michael. But I want to give a special shout out to Angel who answered it so articulately. Here was her answer. A masking sound is a sound that covers up the sound that you want to hear. Like if you want to hear a car that's passing by you, but all you hear is the sound of a loud truck that is blocking the sound of the car. Way to go, Angel, and thank you for giving us such a great example. Can the rest of you think of any other examples of masking sounds? Maybe a loud airplane Oops, sorry everyone. I guess there were some masking sounds covering up my voice there. Question two was, what is an intersection? Another pat on the back goes to Zoe, Misty, Charles, Angel, Michael, and Cole for tackling that question. An intersection refers to when two or more streets meet or cross. If there's a perpendicular street in front of you and a parallel street on the side of you, most likely you are facing an intersection. Now, I know we haven't talked a lot about intersections yet, but don't worry, we will in later episodes. For now, if you're out with your family this week, try to see if you can identify any intersections by listening for both perpendicular cars and parallel cars in the same area. And here's a hint. If you know where at least one stop sign is in your neighborhood, then you already know where one intersection is. All right, let's go. Time for this week's trivia, and here are the questions. Question one. What is a detectable warning surface? Question two. What are the three colors on a traffic light? Think you know the answers? Let me know. I'd love, love, love to hear from you. Okay, I think it's that time again. Time for the one and the only profound sound. I got some pretty creative guesses on last week's profound sound. Here were a few. A braille rider, a zipper, a drone, a lamp cord, and a door opening. Misty came up with that last one of a door opening, which was so close, but I was looking for something a little bit more specific. 
And there was one person out there who was spot on with her guess. And that person was Zoe from Portland. Her guess was a key going into a door, which is the correct guess. Congratulations, Zoe. And for all of you who've been paying close attention to this episode, you might have heard Zoe's name a lot today. That's because Zoe was the only one who correctly answered both trivia questions from last week, the profound sound, as well as the bonus math question. By multiplying my 20-inch stride by 3 and dividing by 12, she correctly answered that my bed is 5 feet away from my bedroom door. Great job, Zoe, and to the rest of you for being such great contributors this past week. I think by now you're all getting a little anxious to hear the new profound sound. All right, so without further ado, here it is. In three, two, one. And again. And one last time. Okay, that's a wrap, folks. Join me again next Wednesday for a brand new episode. And until then, don't forget to label the four walls of your bedroom with north, east, south, and west. Use a compass to help you out. Ooh, and maybe you could even make a map of your neighborhood this week. Place an object in the middle of a piece of paper to represent your home and add at least four other objects around it. Those other four objects should represent different landmarks in your neighborhood that are either north, east, south, or west of your home. If you're not sure of any places around your home, then I guess it's time to take a family walk and get familiarized with what's in your neighborhood. My number is 360-852-1810 and my email is tracy.spohn at wssb.wa. .gov. This is Tracy signing off. I'll talk to you again on our next episode of Homebound for Adventure. Homebound for Adventure, where home is spelled H-O-N-M-E. Because even in the home, O-N-M can always be found. Keep it up, everyone, and have a great week.